Ready, set, podcast. Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? You know what? I think this one is. It, you know, most of the time, <laughs> but usually not without alcohol. Yeah, let's mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. I know. It Did is. you see the Kentucky Derby? Oh, Amazing. It was wild. Oh, I mean, everybody likes rooting for an underdog. Well, I mean, I root for you every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, talk it about an un- really underdog, not even supposed to be on the ticket. I know. It was really cool. I know. I think that I got into horse racing just a little bit when I got into bourbon because they go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, it, if you go to Louisville, uh, they're everywhere. Horses are everywhere. Yeah. It's big business. It's fun. Yeah. Mint juleps. We did that last year. Yeah. We uh, we actually did a derby episode, if you remember. I do. Um, I do. So this year, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go Preakness. So not as hyped, obviously. Yeah. I don't think we have a triple crown winner here with this horse. I don't know. Maybe, though. Maybe. It's possible. He was a beast. <laughs> you, seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you didn't watch it, oh, folks, my gosh. watch it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're drinking a drink called the Preakness. Yes. Uh, I don't know a lot about horse racing. So, you know, with that theme, we're going to talk about something else that I don't know a lot about. <laughs> wow. We we're, I feel so old today. <laughs> <laughs> but we're learning. That's and right. We're going to talk about NFTs today, Jason. I know. Non fungible tokens. Fungible. 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 <laughs> fungible. I think it's fungible. It's fungible. <laughs> it is. All it right. Is. You want to get into cool it? What a cool word. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get into the drink here. Folks, today we're drinking the Preakness uh, because this Saturday is the Preakness. Yes. And you should enjoy one of these, I think. I don't know. We actually haven't tasted it yet, so stay tuned. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, right. think I, I have high expectations for this. I do too. It smells good. It does. <laughs> All right. So what we're drinking today is a Preakness uh, in celebration of the Preakness yes. uh, race coming up this weekend. You can make your own Preakness at home with these easy ingredients and steps. One and a half ounces of American rye whiskey. Oh, yes. Three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth. Mm. One quarter ounce of Benedictine. Yeah, I don't know. That's where you start losing me. One dash of Angostura bitters? Yeah. And you know, in my book, it means two. <laughs> or more. <laughs> and garnish with a lemon twist. So Benedictine, you may not be familiar with. Right. It, it is kind of a special a la carte. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's a novelty. It's a novelty. A no- yeah, liquor. novelty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we've I used mean, it in a couple of drinks before. It's harder to find sometimes, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can be. Yeah. But a little goes a long way. Yeah. I kind of throw it in the absinthe category. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> All right, so basically, yeah, we. I mean, we, we love just, rye, uh, though. I mean, in vermouth, like it's. Oh, absolutely! Are, uh, if you look at it, it's very, very close to a, a traditional Manhattan recipe. It is. It is. Basically, add some Benedictine to a traditional Manhattan lemon twist. Mm. Okay, we'll see. Let's do it. What do you think? Cheers. Yeah. That's great. I'm That's not a, sure what I'm tasting. It, it's Benedictine because you know me. I know Manhattans. That's great. There's something extra there. It must be the Benedictine, but I can't put my finger on it. Can you? What is that? I don't know. Did you actually, I mean, do we have lemon in this at all or no? no. So we're, we're kind of it's cheating just a, just a, a little peel, bit. Just a lemon peel garnish for, yeah. for scent. Yeah, but there's no, a, that's really good. I like that a lot. I, I might be way off base here, but there's like almost a cloviness to yeah. it. No, um, it, it. Shoot. 
We should taste Benedictine by itself. Okay. Benedictine. All right. So we have a little bit poured into a glass here. You so, got the bottle in front of you. Yeah. I mean, this is a liqueur. I mean, we, we knew that, but I the smell is not giving it away. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's from France. It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> Great. Um, 27 different herbs and spices made from oh. a secret recipe dating back to 15... 10 benedictine monks i, I remember I, this i love this so there's like some strange spiciness going on some sweetness the clovey thing i think i think there's some clove in here aroma of spices citrus with hints of fresh flavor notes mellowed in a touch of honey mm. a memorable experience for your senses honey i got it it tickles your senses like mountain dew it really does it tickles yeah. your tongue a little bit it it's does. really thick and syrupy on its own it's by the way great over ice it says and we're drinking hmm. it not over ice hey you know what that is a really i would that put this drink very interesting it, it is i really like that i would i would consider this a manhattan basically with I, with benedictine but it has i mean the vermouth is in there too so so it's manhattan yeah yeah this is a Manhattan with some Benedictine, which is cool because I get the honey and the cloviness. And if you uh, could see what we're drinking, it's kind of thick. It is. You know, it's syrupy, syrup yeah, like. maple syrupy kind of going on. Not so, that honestly by itself is kind of good. It's interesting. You know what? We've had this bottle for a while. I'm not sure what it costs roughly. I would say it's worth investing in a bottle of Benedictine. A little bit goes a long way. It's, it's just sweet. really interesting. It's sweet though, but I yeah. like all the flavors. So that that's... That's cool, and I mean, we didn't use a fancy rye here. No, old overholt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a great drink for yeah. not so sophisticated rye, but oh, um, and a, a great rye would be fantastic. And yeah, something real prickly on the tongue, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Man, I like it. Try it, guys. This is a good one. To me, it tastes like a a very fallish, fall inspired Manhattan recipe. If you uh, like I know Manhattan's, it's summertime, if yeah, you like, if you like Manhattan's, and we like Manhattan's a lot. I love Manhattan. I know. I don't just like Manhattans. <laughs> I know. We we give them big old hugs all the time. All right. Well, let's get into the finance topic here, Jason. Do we have to? We do, <laughs> um, because this is how we learn. So we're talking about NFTs today, uh, a primer on NFTs, because yes. that's all that we're qualified to do. <laughs> this is new territory for us. You hear a lot of people talking about it. It reminds me of when Bitcoin became a thing and everybody wanted Bitcoin. Everybody wanted to talk about Bitcoin, but sure. nobody really understood what the heck Bitcoin was. Well, I mean, do you think people understand it yet? Maybe a little bit better. I mean, I but, think fundamentally they don't. The well, blockchain and Bitcoin and cryptos are just... So, so the blockchain, and fundamentally speaking, they're predicated on the, the same kind of theory absolutely so these do go hand in hand yeah this is this is an interesting one so nft jason means non-fungible token essentially what it is is it's a way to register unique images videos even physical items on the blockchain right so you just you brought up bitcoin the blockchain we'll get into like some benefits of crypto is fungible Yes. So it's like Absolutely. I have a dollar bill. I can exchange it for a dollar bill. Right. Okay. Same you way have, with Bitcoin. I can one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Always. Always. No matter what. No matter what. So fungible. That that's a. I don't know why when they came up with this acronym, you would go with fungible because it sounds like fungus. NFT <laughs> has a ring to it for sure. But yes, you're right. I think of fungus. I mean, fungible is a fancy word for non-unique. Uh, right. I mean. Non-fungible basically means unique. Correct. So if 
you have an NFT of a piece of artwork that someone produces, you can exchange that for something, but you can't exchange it for a like item. You're Correct. not going to be able to, right? You, you, you can't, yeah. So think of that like super collectible baseball card, you know, you, you're not going to be able to that exact same quality somewhere else. It's very, very, very unlikely. Well, with an NFT, it's impossible. Yeah. And you know what? It could be, you, you bring up baseball card example. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of my element here. Donnie, you're out of your element. Um, but you know, artwork might be better, you know, well, but even baseball cards, so they might make 10,000 of one baseball card, but the Mm -hmm. one that you have in your possession is unique because of condition. And I remember when I was a kid and collected baseball cards, you know, are, how, how sharp are the corners is the, you know, are the borders even all that kind of stuff. And they actually grade these things at the factory. So like PSA grades them. Right. And depending on how pristine they are they're worth more money so yeah an individual baseball card could be an nft it could be it's registered on the blockchain i've read some things that well let's just dive into some of the examples jason you know like you said they can't be exchanged at an equivalency like a cryptocurrency or any other Um, they are unique and individual items or ideas that's the crazy thing we're getting into the world of ideas i know so what's crazy about this is it just we're going to get into examples but the possibilities are endless jason exactly artwork we talked about but real estate real estate which is a unique thing i mean absolutely it could be a piece of land right are there different ways to title land and and prove ownership sure but you want to register it on the blockchain here you go i think about the implications of having that registered on the blockchain like because one of the things about the blockchain that folks sometimes forget is there's no intermediaries absolutely so like that's one of the attractive appeals to all of right, this. Right. Right. So, you know, in a real estate transaction, you've got a lot of folks, mm-hmm. you know, involved from a title search all the way to a real estate agent, banker. Like those are all intermediaries making this transaction happen. Yeah. So the implications of this is pretty it's pretty crazy. I, I think the idea, you know, when you look at this, it's it's a pretty cool idea. Execution is everything. Right. right? So the blockchain is uh, one of the perks, one of the pros of the blockchain is the security. Mm-hmm. But also, when we talk about Bitcoin and the blockchain, we see it as a, a an area that's ripe for fraud. Right, right. yeah. So, uh, some more examples. You talked about sports cards. Here's one I love. Bourbon. Oh, geez. Rare bottles that's or interesting. barrels of bourbon. Yeah, they're working on this. I listen to some bourbon podcasts, believe it or yeah. not. And this yeah. is a thing. So, you know, some of these rare old pappy bottles and things Mm. like that, Um, NFTs, Uh, you know, another, I'm I'm just going to, I'm skipping ahead, but why this is so attractive right now, um, the stock market's going crazy, Uh bonds are no good, Um, commodities have gone crazy, Uh, but, you know, people are looking for things to invest in Mm because cash is getting beat up by inflation. So what do you do? I don't know. Apparently through NFTs, possibilities are endless. We'll, We'll hold back our our uh, verdict on NFTs right, here right. for a little bit later. But yeah, the possibilities are really endless. Um, there are some really cool examples uh, that I, I read about. The NBA, um, who's very progressive and you know uh, always willing to try new things. They are basically something called NF- NBA Top Shot. Right. They are taking digital moments okay, from their playoff games right now. That's just crazy. And they're tokenizing it. And you can... By that moment, you can own that moment in NBA history. That's kind of crazy. 
how many moments are there in in an NBA playoff game? I mean, the, so the possibility to monetize all this stuff yeah, but, is really endless. And I don't but, know if I'm using that term correctly there even. But. Well, I think it's close. I mean, the reality is, though, like many things, the NFT is, you know, if I have a piece of real estate that's in a river bottom, it floods every year and is worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have a piece of real estate on Palm Beach, you know, like yeah. they're not all the same value because they're non-fungible. Ooh, non-fungible. <laughs> so think about, I, I always, uh, I, I bring this one up because I feel like we own this moment. Some friends and I were big Cleveland Cavaliers fans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back when LeBron was in town the first time and he was making his ascent in the NBA and right. we bought, you know, these mini season ticket packages. So we would have, NBA, we would have uh, playoff priority right or ticket you know priority for one playoff game of our choice and they played the mighty mighty boston celtics who had ruled the nba sure and i remember the moment because it was on commercials still maybe on commercials mm-hmm. with lebron james dunking over yep. kevin garnett and yep. he does the face yep and it was like the nba where amazing happens and we we're all like wow we were there we saw it, it was amazing we yep. feel like we own the moment now you technically could own the you moment you could own it and i'm <laughs> sure they're going to sell it or if they haven't already so it's wild but think about it the uh, you know the past that led to that dunk is probably not worth as much as the dunk right? yeah yeah so you're right so <laughs> while there are endless possibilities like you said well the value of each moment now at the the rate that we can take pictures I know. I think, know. Think of how many NFTs could be could be created from one real moment, right? Right. Right. Uh, we were joking before coming in here. This conversation out here. If you want to take a video, we could tokenize it. We could Ooh. make an NFT out of this. Nobody would pay anything for it. <laughs> however, but you know what? Similar to um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general, you could go start a crypto right now. Right. If you wanted to. My cousin has a cryptocurrency. I don't know what it trades at. Not much, <laughs> but he has one. Right. Wow. Wow. How's your crypto doing, Jason? Uh, not so great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So NBA Top Shot, I thought was a really interesting example. I'll let you take this next one. I know. Twitter. This, this one just it. blows my mind. Jack Dorsey, former CEO of Twitter. Twitter's all over the news He's right now. <laughs> I Well, because I mean it. <laughs> He's not at the helm. So the reality is, is what he, they took his first tweet ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. How would you own something like that? Made Jason? it into a token and an NFT and sold it for $2.9 million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, guys, there, there's people out there that really kind of worship at the altar of Twitter and Jack Dorsey. So, I mean, there's no doubt that he has a following. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really, really strange to me to, to stop and think about buying the first tweet it's wild yeah and i mean i'm trying to like connect it to what the guy must have been like buying you know a da vinci or you know a picasso and how people probably thought they were crazy too so (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to like you know there's especially i i think i can most connect this to like the surrealism movement and artwork Mm -hmm. and like you know Salvador Dali comes in the room and he's like, look at this crazy thing I created. And someone like, in the room's like, these melted clocks, right, man. <laughs> right. Those people have real long legs. Like I, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I think I kind of feel old about this. And yet those paintings today are so valuable. You know, here's where I have an issue though. I could be captivated 
for ever looking at a Dolly painting, right? Yeah. There's some enjoyment to observing it and analyzing it and picking it apart. I've seen the NFT of the, the first tweet. It It's just, what, not Times New Roman. It's just Arial 10-point font. Come on, Yeah, man. but I'm going to argue this a little bit because you could uh, you could make the argument that says a pl- the launch of a platform that mm-hmm. changed the world mm-hmm. has the same kind of effect that a Salvador Dali painting would have. Okay, so cultural impact. Right. Totally with you on that. I, I'm I'm kind of but I'm, you I'm own doing that tweet. I'm, and what does it do for you other than being able to say, "Hey, first tweet, you know what? I own it." I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. What else do you get out of it, though? Other than being able to say, I own this moment. I think this is the old guy uh, coming out of, of you in particular. I which, am much older than I look. Which is, <laughs> which is the, unless it's physical and I could reach out and touch it, it doesn't mean anything. Well, I'm going to tell you this economy is largely based on things you can't reach out and touch. And I think that that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm scratching my head on this. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I think it's, I think it's crazy town, but um, it, it feels like we're reaching for things to invest in at this point. I A don't, little bit, doesn't yeah, it? From an investment perspective. Yes. No doubt about it. From a speculative perspective, I think artwork always has had an, an any, you know, asset that I'm going to put into this category. There's always a component of, you know, speculation when it comes to something that just doesn't have not even hardly an ounce of history. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, you know, dance around that a little bit. And I, I like that we're not totally on the same page on this. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I, I guess I can appreciate the cultural impact of owning the first tweet ever. Now the second tweet, nah, it's useless. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. It might I, not be. I mean, but where do we where do we stop? Uh, how about the tweet that got Donald Trump suspended or well, taken? I mean, you know, those kinds again, of again. I mean, it might have some cultural significance. <laughs> right. What about so the? We're, what we're about just, the? We're just taking in my. It feels like we're just taking things that have already happened and being like, hey, you want to own it? Well, here you go. But I, I mean, there's there are um, original Ansel Adams photos that. I, it's just a snapshot. I mean, well, sure. So we we are talking abstract ideas here, right? In the NBA Top Shot, in the first tweet, you know, even even if we go back to like artwork and baseball cards, right? It's not the value of the canvas and the paint that's on it. It's what it what it does to you. It's the the time locked in thought. It's the reaction that you get I, from it. I it's a very abstract. In, I haven't been in touch with my artsy fartsy side in so long that. I would even argue that it's not even the painting itself that is the value. It's You're the re- saying it's the historical... No, I actually think it's a, the reflection of a brilliant artist, their brain. And that's where I'm connecting NFTs to like a piece of artwork. So um, here we are. Yep. We've been able to monetize abstract uh-huh. thoughts and ideas and... There we are. Talent yep. in that case. Absolutely. It's, interesting. it's really interesting. So if I had the ability to own a thought of pick your favorite historical figure, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Is that worth something? You want to own the, not the Gettysburg address, the, the paper form, which was written out. But if you want to own the idea, 
the Gettysburg Address. I NFTs mean, are you the can, way you, you do that. You can see where I'm going, right? This is why it sounds so crazy to me, Jason. I know. I'm not. I'm. I, we all own it. It's our history. Kind of. And if if you have something that says you own it, I don't own it any less than I do now. Not necessarily. <laughs> Somebody's got to be willing to fork over the money. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't, I, I don't know if the, and I'm being real artsy here. If the, the image on the, the canvas is actually the value of the painting. All right. So I'm going to throw something at you and then we'll dive into <laughs> pros and cons. Chew on this. Pull your wallet out. Uh, I don't have a wallet with no. me. <laughs> All right. Wait, well, I have a digital credit card. <laughs> okay. There you go. Making my point, right? Right. If you have cash in your wallet. I know. It's not the value of the paper or the ink. Nothing. I know. Especially now. Especially. Especially now. Especially. Our currency is jacked up, man. It's fascinating. So I mean, it's, I mean, we're printing. Is it our that own different? Currency. We're printing our own currency. You could say, well, what what does the Fed do after all? No. But seriously, wow, this is kind this, of controversial. So this is definitely is there merit to the idea of NFTs? I'm gonna say I don't really know yet. <laughs> well, I here's where I might not be as convinced as you seem to be. Right. But there's definitely merit. There's definitely merit yeah. in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yes, I, that's why I wouldn't be arguing that way if I'm saying, okay, I don't fully understand this, but I'm telling you right now, I'm smart enough to tell you that if I saw a Picasso painting and I was the first person to ever see one, I wouldn't have understood it either. Oh, absolutely. And so that's why I'm like, there's a bit of caution. That does not mean that I'm going to just go throw a little bit of something at it and plan on that as part of my retirement without doing extensive involved research okay. from this point. So before you jump into application, which is where you're you're dangerously close to I going. <laughs> I'm just going to put it this way. We did an episode on Bitcoin and essentially cryptocurrencies. I feel like there is more substance here than there is with crypto. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because I here we are how many years after Bitcoin and you know all, all the crypto rate. Right. Remember when it first came out and we're like, ha, explain Bitcoin and we'll talk about it. Right. right. Well, it's here to stay. However, one of the most attractive things to that is it's not centralized to any U.S. Cent- or, you know, any central bank. Right. Uh, but also that right. tells me that when everybody decides to jump off of Bitcoin, it's worth zero. That's correct. Okay. With this though, if you have an NFT of an individual piece of artwork that hasn't been hanging in an art gallery, sure. right? artist finds a way to tokenize their work. Mm-hmm. They can't take it away from you. Correct. So I've, the blockchain is legitimate. It's it's real because it's on the blockchain. You actually you actually have something in my opinion of substance whereas crypto, a fungible token, correct. You know, if everybody jumped on Ethereum and and, and Bitcoin is gone, Bitcoin is worth nothing. Right. That individual piece of artwork is always worth something to somebody. That's right. It's really interesting. It's fascinating. Oh, okay. So pros and cons. Let's talk about it a little right, bit. And we've hit it. on some of these, I think. So this is kind of our take. Pros, I wrote down that this does create an efficient market, right? It, it does. I mean, it really does. And, and it really, you know, from this standpoint, we talked about like artists and, even, you know, music and things like that. It really does empower an artist or, you know... The creator, right? Until they figure out a way to, <laughs> to take advantage. Well, wait, we're not in cons yet. I know, I know. Whoops. 
So the other cool thing is uh, the ability to fractionalize ownership of like physical assets, right? right Let's say right. an Airbnb and talk about the title work if you have 100 owners in an Airbnb. Forget that. On the blockchain, you can fractionalize it. Yeah. And I think that that is something that, you know, making the complex simple. I think about the, you know, I want to buy a investment real estate on Malibu. You know, it's $40 million, but I can have a crap load of uh, owners mm-hmm. and we all have a fractional ownership. I, that's really fascinating to me as an idea. Yeah. It's almost this like this is a very conceptual yeah, topic. It, in the it's first almost place. like taking a piece of real estate and making it into a fund. Yeah, exactly. And it's just really interesting and I think probably useful. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all backed up by the blockchain. And that's the third pro that I wrote down is that it's secure as the blockchain. Right. Now, moving to cons. <laughs> One of the cons is, well, it's as secure as the blockchain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I think I think there's been uh, a few headlines that are kind of making people go, huh? Yeah. I can remember I was in a conference like years ago and they were talking about blockchain and how it was impossible. No, no way anybody could ever change the ledger. Well. And I, I, <laughs> I was like, hey, he, 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 that's funny. And, and so, you know, one of the most recent stories is they seized cryptos off the blockchain. The government yeah. did. Yeah. This is well, folks. The I mean, the true criminals will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Use the blockchain, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it, it's wild. So that is a pro, but it could also be a con. This is all pretty new, right? You know, the other one of the other things I had is that this creates for it, it's very illiquid. Yeah, which illiquidity leads to volatility. Absolutely. Right. So you might be thinking, but I have a hard physical asset, which is usually less volatile. Well, this I mean, this is going to be very volatile. And I think kind of a blend of these last two statements is it, it makes things ripe for fraud, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it new. Does. We're figuring it out. You know, I, those I can, darn I can creative people. <laughs> I can see the scams already. Yeah, exactly. You know? If you're buying a physical item and you're buying the NFT, I mean, it's kind of like the gold guys on TV, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Gold in your IRA. We'll hold it for you and we'll charge you to hold it too. Yeah, wink, wink. Are they really holding any gold for you? Quite on. I mean, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's ripe for fraud. I think it's a brave new world, Jason. The idea is really interesting. And my take is, yeah, I think maybe it's more formidable than than crypto even. And by the way, I'm not saying I, I think crypto's complete fooey either. No, I'm, I'm not either. Um, I, I do have a lot of reservation around crypto, but... Again, you know, we're we're here to do uh, investment advising for folks that are trying to save with consistency and project things uh, for their future. This is not it. This uh, is definitely in the speculative category, yeah. category, which we don't do here. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm not saying I'm not fascinated by it, uh, or there's an opportunity potentially here, and I think the applications of this will be understood so much. I, I I actually believe blockchain and and the use of cryptos and NFTs will be probably normal business in the At some in, point. in the next couple decades. Okay, but right now, uh, again, it just it feels very speculative and. You know that I'm gonna wait and see. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, but you know, I, I I have to confess. You know, when I when I hear 
you know, the opportunity to learn more, I'm always, I'm always kicking those tires. So yeah, it's good. I I think it's a wait and see it to me. It does feel a little bit like we're grasping towards some, some asset because right right now asset classes are all screwed up and everybody wants some return. And again, it's a little difficult out there right now, but that's enough on that. Hopefully this was meant to be a primer. Hopefully you understand a little bit more about it. We think we do. So that being said, Thanks for having a drink with us this week. It's time to close out the tab. If you have a question or topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, fungible. <laughs> Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.